You are now listening to the Life in Football podcast. Check out the new website, lifeinfootball.com. Once again, the website is lifeinfootball.com. Thanks for listening. This is a new day to live your life. This is a new day to try to get right. This is a new day to get on track. Yeah, that's life in football. This is a new day to live your life. This is a new day to try to get right. This is a new day to get on track. Yeah, that's life in football. It's life in football. We are life in football. Welcome to the Life in Football podcast, baby. I'm your host, Mike Feet. And this your Coles, Cole and Moore. You know, we loving life and enjoying football. Now, we already know y'all done heard of the, the blind side at the movie. We done heard about Michael Orr, the first round draft pick. But today we got a special guest on by the name of Miss Leanne. And she was the mom that was in that story. And she was so inspiring. And, you know, the things that I've learned and read, it inspired me more to do more because this is a sports family as well as a business family. Ms. Leanne and her family have done a lot in the community, and they represent them old Miss Rebels, baby. And y'all know Coach Lane Kiffin over there lighting it up right now, and that's what it's all about, man. Is you know when you win the sports world, you like to hear great stories, but you also like to hear the story behind the story, and that's what we're about to get in today with Miss Leanne. But without further ado. Simo, bring on. How you doing, Miss Leanne? I'm doing great. How are you guys doing? Amazing. It's a blessing to have you on. It, I have so many things I want to ask you, but I just, it, well, I know the time, so I got to get my first one. So me and my wife, I, I tell her all my dreams, just like Mike probably tell his wife all his dreams. So I want to know how was it when you and your husband, y'all, I know y'all had to be talking, to, hey, bae, um... I want to go ahead and get our first restaurant. And then y'all made it up to 85 or more. But how how did that start? Just, just to sit there and say, hey, we're going to get this first restaurant, talk about it, and then actually go do it. How, how did that start? Well, you know, my husband was a basketball player at Ole Miss. So he was very driven. He was very disciplined. And he's from New Orleans, Louisiana, born and raised. And he, we graduated from college on May the 8th, 1982, and got married June the 12th. So very, we were very young, and we've been married 39 years, and I, we're still hanging in there, praise the Lord. And he really wanted, he, he looked at all of his options. He got drafted in the NBA by the New Jersey Nets. He had opportunities to play basketball in Europe. He got into law school at Ole Miss. He had a lot of options and he just looked at me and he said, I, I really want to work for myself and I want to do something with people. So I'm involved with other people's lives. And he said, I just, I don't know what that is. And my brother mentioned to him, he said he was dating a girl from Meridian, Mississippi. My brother was, and he said, you know, they don't have a Taco Bell in Meridian, Mississippi. Uh, and he said, I, you know, why don't you look at, into the fast food, maybe look at Taco Bell. So it was actually my brother's idea, which drives my husband crazy to this day. And he did a little investigating and we borrowed money from my parents and his parents and neighbors. And 
it takes a village and anybody that would loan us a hundred bucks when I mean that seriously, we had to pull some money together and he opened up one store in Meridian, Mississippi, and he literally opened it, closed it, worked himself, chopped the tomatoes, diced the lead. He did it all. And uh, he put about 60 to 70 hours a week into that store. And suddenly one store became two. And over a 30-year period, he just really worked hard at it. And, and that's how, you know, he ended up having multiple uh, fast food restaurants. It's amazing how God just let I court ideals. He wanted to figure out what he wanted to do. And your brother came at the right moment. Bill, that that's a blessing in itself on top of blessings. And like you said, y'all bless plenty of people with jobs. Now, my next question for you is when they did this movie, I watched it over and over because it was so good to me. And then, like I say, me and my wife, she'll sit there and watch it. And I was telling, I said, we're going to get to have her on. Then we, we just kind of was like, man, it's, it's surreal that we have you on like this. So when she, when Miss Bullock was acting as you, was that really how you act or she was missing some pieces or she downplayed it a little bit? You, you I, I got to know this because it looked like you was giving everybody the business. Hey, uh-uh, this ain't what I'm having. This what I'm going to have. No, 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 no. Come playing with me. So I got to hear from you. Well, you know, interestingly enough, we had nothing to do with the movie. We, we, they didn't ask our permission to make it. They didn't. It's it just that's it, Hollywood. They, they do what they want to do, pretty much. So, we were somewhat thankful that it turned out with a positive message, which is great. And because I do hope that people look at it and there's a positive message in there, because it touches on faith and race and tradition and just a lot of different things the movie touches on. I was raised by very strong parents. My father was a United States Marshal. He was retired military and a United States Marshal, and my mother was a very strong-willed Southern uh, woman, and we know how Southern women are. And so I, I think I was raised to kind of be a little bit fearless, and I'm still that way to this day. I mean, I, I have a, my big passion is stopping, like, at a bus stop and giving people rides and getting to know their, their story and, and, and just talk to them. And my kids go, that's just so dangerous in the world we live in. And I think that's a little bit a a, a problem with the world we live in is that people have gotten to where they lock themselves in their house at five o'clock every day and they don't come out and, and, and we're just a little bit, you know, we've got to take some risk in this world and we need to get out of our comfort zone a little bit. I tell people nothing good happens in your comfort zone and there's so many needs out there. The resources are few, the needs are great. And I, I just think I, I firmly believe with every fiber of my being that we are put on this earth to help other people. God did not put us here just to help ourselves and make ourselves better and just improve ourselves. It's not about your, you, I mean, it is. And, and, you know, you need to take care of your health and, and we all know that, but, but we also need to realize that we are here, we are charged to help other people. And, and so I have a little bit of tenacity uh, where, when that comes in, because I'm just, I can't stand to see uh, people that are getting treated unfairly and, and things not going like they should go. So I probably, get involved in too many things that I shouldn't stick my nose in. And, and one day I may get in trouble, but I don't think that's going to keep me from doing what I do. And I will say Sandy hung around. She shadowed me. She hung out, uh, it, which for that, I'm grateful. She put a lot of time in the gym, as we say in our family. And, and she, she worked on my accent. She worked on a lot. So I, I'm appreciative for her, but yes, did Hollywood take liberties? Absolutely. 
but did they take a lot of scenarios in our life and try to roll it into one scene to shorten it? It's a movie, and they couldn't show 39 years worth of our lives. So they, they, there were things that I'd like to have changed, but overall, they, they did an okay job with it. They really did. And Hollywood usually screws up everything they touch. So I, I was, we were, you know, fairly, we would have tweaked it, but there are things that we're, we're very proud of. Now, I heard a snippet of you just talk about your parents, and that's what I want to know a little bit about, a little bit more about, you know, for us with Mr. and Mrs. Roberts, how they raised you, and your grandma doing such a great job assisting you. How was it for you growing up in Memphis, Tennessee? Well, my grandmother played a very, very active role in my life. She lived with us. I don't remember ever going to bed, not one single night in my life that she lived with us, not one, that my last vision of her before I went to sleep was sitting in a rocking chair reading her Bible. And that has just stays with me every day. I always think, what would she do if she were here? Or how, how would she expect me to act? And am I doing the right thing? You know, I was always raised, do the right thing. Even if it's not what everyone else is doing, do the right thing. It'll be uncomfortable a lot of times. You'll be going against the grain, against the crowd, against the public opinion, but do the right thing. And honestly, I mean, our, our biggest motto, my, fa my parents raised, I have one sibling, a brother, and they raised us that families don't have to match. And more importantly, they raised us to realize that you have to love people that don't look like you. And I, I think if everyone would embrace that, we, the bottom line is uh, we all bleed red blood. And everyone deserves an opportunity. Everyone deserves a chance. And we have to be there. You know, I, my dad always told me the only time you ever, ever, ever in your entire life look down on somebody is when you are lowering your hand to help pull them up. And, and, I, and we live by that. My parents raised me like that. And I think it started, you know, with their parents. And, you know, you, your children are going to look at everything you do. And, and they're little mirror images of you. And you have, you know, you they're going to emulate your behavior, your attitude, your language. And I just think it's very important that you take the high road, do the right thing and, and to raise children to do the same as well. And I feel like that's what my parents did. And, you know, I'm very blessed. I lived in a family with a mother and a father and a grandmother and a very loving, a very modest, modest home, but very loving. And it, it doesn't, you know, money's important to a point, but it, it it's a more about a, uh, your home and love and family and structure and being there for each other and having someone's back. And, and that's what we tried to raise our children. And I, because that's how, you know, my parents raised my brother and I. Now my last question is basically how is it for you as a sports fan, you and your pretty much your whole family and, you know, from day to day dealing, you know, with your businesses, but at the same time trying to manage having fun and going to the, which I'm pretty sure y'all still go to old Miss sporting events as well. So how is that for y'all managing the business side and the family side as well? I think balance. We, we, we are very, we're a very active sports family. Uh, our youngest SJ, he played division one basketball at Loyola of Maryland. And then he took his fifth year of eligibility and transferred to SMU and played football, which I blame that on. I'm like, Michael, he'd never played football in his life. But he loved it, and he played at SMU. And then he went on to work at SMU. He was the offense. Uh, he was the assistant uh, special teams coach at SMU. And then he went to University of Arkansas and worked up there uh, with Chad Morse uh, as assistant director of football operations. And then he went. Hugh Freeze hired him at Liberty, and he went to Liberty and worked for ten months 
the Liberty Flames went 10 and 2 last year. And then Gus Malzon just hired him in May, and he is director of football operations at University of Central Florida, which for a 27 year old is a, is a big um, responsibility, but he loves it. So we're very invested in SJ's uh, athletic career, and, and he's done really well. Matter of fact, he's almost finished with his PhD. He's within months of that. We're going to have to call him Dr. Tui, which I'm not sure I'm going to do that. But anyway, he tells me I'm going to have to. So, yes, and we do go to all the Ole Miss games. We're, we're all uh, – we think Lane Kiffin's doing a great job at Ole Miss, and we're very excited about the future of Ole Miss athletics. Kermit Davis does a great job. So we do. We that you know, Different people have different passions. I mean, some people – you know, like to play uh, tennis and some people like to play bunco and some people like to go to, you know, to different events, sport, and, but and do different things with their free time. But we do uh, manage to go to some football game every single weekend, either for one of our kids. I have, I say Michael's my favorite child. He's got my only two grandkids. So he's my favorite child and MJ's eight years old, his youngest and, or his oldest, I'm sorry. And um, he's playing all kind of sports. So we're at some kind of sporting event, whether it's little league or peewee or college or, or, you know, NFL or NBA, you know, all the time. So that just happens to be our passion. And um, we do just try to about make a balance to where, you know, we manage to figure out our schedule and, you know, we're going to be here, here and work that, you know, which just it's just about scheduling and planning. And we, you know, we just try to do the very best we can uh, to do that. We're in our fourth quarter, Sean and I are 61. So we, we tell everybody we're in our fourth quarter. So we have to really use our time wisely through, through the rest of this uh, time that God gives us on this earth. So we try to, we think time is very valuable and we try to make the most of it. Well, Ms. Leanne, too, I got to give a shout out to you because y'all have done a great job so far. And I got to say thank you for all that you and your husband have done. And one of the things I noticed is you seem very genuine and you are an inspiring person and you are helping a lot of people out here. And you may not even know it. And I just got to say thank you for that. And also, we got to give a shout out to SJ with all that great information you just put out and with us being a football podcast, that was very inspiring and interesting at the same time because he's down there in Orlando. He's not doing no Disney activities, not, I guess, as much, but he's handling some big-time business down there with Lane, I mean, with uh, Coach Miles on. So, you know, I got to say thank you for that info as well. And say thank you to Miss Molly and Miss Tracy. We appreciate them too. We definitely appreciate them. Well, you guys, gee, thank you so much, and, and I really appreciate that. And SJ will, too. Y'all give him a call. He's just a wealth of information about sports. He loves it. So he works about 70 hours a week, bless his heart, but he loves what he's doing. And I can't thank y'all enough for having me on, and I hope that our paths cross one day and I get to meet you and hug your neck. Yes, ma'am, and thank you again. And I'm going to leave y'all how I always leave y'all. Keep your head up. And not down, or else you will fall to the ground. It's the Life and Football Podcast. Catch you next time. Try to get right. This is a new day.
Yeah, that's life in football. It's life in football.